Welcome to another episode of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is February 11th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Let's go ahead and get started. First segment is entitled Ron Sellers versus Fred Bolitnikoff. Who was the better wide receiver? Let's settle this. All right. First up, Ron Sellers. Nickname Jingle Joints, 6'4", 205, career at Florida State, 212 receptions, 3,598 yards, 23 touchdowns, still holds 17 receiving and scoring records, Uh, season uh, 86 receptions, season record, uh, 1,496 receiving yards, Season record, uh, 16 receiving touchdowns, or excuse me, 16 receptions in a game, um, 270 receiving yards in a game, five receiving touchdowns in a game. His number 34 was retired. Um, you know, I had to do a lot of research to get some film on Ron Sellers. Um, he was a great player, man. Um, he didn't have the uh, great pro career, but um, he came after Fred Bolitnikoff, and he broke most of, if not all, of Fred Bolitnikoff's records. Um, you know, he was one of the guys that put Florida State on the map, if you will, early on, and um, his number 34 is retired. Uh, Ernie Sims, uh, the great linebacker for Florida State in the early 2000s, wore that number 34 after getting Ron Sellers' uh, permission. But Ron Sellers will uh, forever uh, be one of the greatest uh, knows of uh, all time. Uh, So next up is Fred Bolitnikoff, 6'1", 190. Um, helped get the first win over the Florida Gators. He was the first All-American at Florida State. He set all of Florida State's receiving records until Ron Sellers came to Florida State. Um, he had a great pro career, Super Bowl MVP, Hall of Famer. Um, the Fred Bolitnikoff receiving award for the best receiver in college football is named after him. Um You know, I didn't really have to do a lot of research to get film on Fred Bolitnikoff. You're talking about one of the greatest receivers of all time um, for the Raiders and and for the NFL. Um, He used to put Stickham all over his body to catch passes. Um, Stickham was outlawed in 1981, but, I mean, he was out of the NFL at that point. Um you know, just one of the greatest. Uh, he he's probably the guy that put Florida State on the map, man. Um, 
in the Gator Bowl against Oklahoma. Uh, I want to say his uh, junior, no, his senior year, he went off. He had like 13 catches for 192 yards. I mean, he was just a phenomenal player for us. Um, so I, I really can't pick a winner here. I'm going to say they're both winners because um, um, when I start, when I think early on in this podcast, I picked my all-time team. And I don't think I included either one of those guys. And, you know, I was just operating based off of recent memory from when I started you know, being a fan of Florida State. Um so they're both they're both they're both winners. So let me know what you think about that segment. I'm gonna move on to the next segment, which is entitled Trade All Three National Championships to go on a Clemson run starting this year. And here's what I wrote about that. Uh trade all three national championships to go on a Clemson run starting in 2020. So basically I'm trading three national championships for two national championships and going five straight years uh, to the college football playoff and the number two recruiting class for 2020 is very tempting, but I can't do it. There's too many memories of Florida state and those three national championships they fought, they fought hard to get those championships. It would be nice to have all those five stars that Clemson has um, right now. Those three national championships put Florida State on the map. Uh, not to mention um, being the premier program in college football, uh, you know, for a long time, but especially highlighting 96 through 2000. Um, that run was equal to the last five years of Clemson, but we only had, um, one national championship out of that run. Um, on its face, it looks like a great trade, giving up those three national championships to go on that Clemson run. Um, but from an, an emotional standpoint, I just can't do it. Um, you know, watching those games. You know, it just felt like I was a part of the team as a fan. Um, So. um, So my thoughts on that is. I just. Those three national championships mean so much, man. Especially the first one when we beat Nebraska and Bobby Bowden got over the hump. You know, I really. Um, enjoyed it and then the second one in 99 wire to wire the only team in college football history to do that I mean that's what made that one special and then the one in 2013 is what kind of brought us back and we won 29 in a row so um, you know they all have special meaning to me I wouldn't trade them to do what Clemson did we want to be better than Clemson so let me know what you think about this segment. Um, my next segment is entitled, Is Mixed Martial Arts, MMA, Slowly Becoming a Challenger to Football? And here's what I wrote about that. Is MMA slowly becoming a challenge, challenger 
to football. It is very slowly. It is very slowly becoming a challenger to football, in my opinion. MMA's fan base prop has probably quadrupled over the last decade. But football, in my opinion, will always uh, have MMA beat because football can market to kids, whereas MMA really can't. Um, football gets the kids while they are young, and MMA gets kids when they get older. Um, I love Jorge Masvidal. Um, he's one of my favorites right now. Um, he talks smack and he backs it up. Um, I love bravado in any sport. MMA has all the bravado. And um, MMA, uh, in my opinion, has uh, surpassed boxing. Um as the uh, main combat sport in this country. Um, watch the John Jones um, fight over the weekend, and it was tremendous. I felt like John Jones, I got a, I got another segment about John Jones and UFC coming later this week, so I don't want to spoil that. So I just, I'll just say I felt like John Jones lost. But at any rate, um, it's almost impossible to beat out football, man. It's just so infectious. Um, football is always going to be football is always going to be king. MMA is on the rise, but I don't think it will surpass football. Um, you know, I recently got into MMA, like in the last five years. Um, John Jones really got me into it back in 2010. And I was just like a casual fan, but I'm really going in on it now, going hard. And, you know, I think it's I think it's one of the the uh, best sports. I would like to see them do something as far as like the ears. I don't like how their ears get all cauliflowered up. So if they could do something to protect the fighters ears, I think it would be a great sport. It is a great sport. It would be an even better sport. So let me know what you think about that segment. Next segment is entitled, Bring the Swag Back to College Football. All right. Bring the swag back to college football. I stated in an earlier episode that I love bravado. I love an athlete who talks to talk and walks to walk. I love touchdown celebrations um, I, that go over the top. Um... I love when defensive backs do the incomplete signal that the refs do. The NCAA has removed all celebrations out of college football, except if you uh, celebrate with your teammates. Um, If it's really excessive, you can get a penalty. And if it's uh, really bad, they will take points off the board if it involved a touchdown. Um... I think it's just too much. I think it's too excessive. Um, let these young men, you know, celebrate. Let them have some fun out there. Um, as long as it's not unsportsmanlike conduct, um, just let it go. Um, you can't even dance anymore after a big play or a touchdown. Um, the NCAA needs to change its stance on celebrations and make football fun again. Um, 
I remember the Miami Hurricanes back in the day, man. I mean, they were just, you know, it was just crazy. You know, they they get in your face, they'll dance, they'll hit you, and then stand over you and start dancing. You know, I love that stuff, man. I wish they would bring it back. You know, not the not the unsportsmanlike conduct stuff, but you know, just being able. Hey, if I make, if I beat two guys and catch a touchdown, and I want to stand up and march in place or something like that, let me do that. You know, I don't think that's gonna hurt anything. Um. So let me know what you think about this segment. And my last segment is entitled After the Super Bowl um, Until August What are you doing? Um, I'll probably be watching the NBA A little bit um, I'm definitely going to watch it when the playoffs pick up I'll be watching the NFL Combine um, Especially trying to see what Cam Akers and Stanford Samuels The third does um, watching the Florida State spring game. Um, NFL free agency starts March first. Um, I'll be working on my podcast and YouTube thing. Um, uploading as often as possible. Um, watched about five or ten minutes of the XFL over the weekend. It wasn't that bad. Um, the kickoff thing is just weird. Um, spending time with family is number one. Um, I gotta go see Wonder Woman 1984. I just want to show a greater, I just want to show a greater appreciation for life. Um, since everything can be over in a second in wake of the, uh, Kobe Bryant unfortunate situation. Um, my San Francisco 49ers only have 20 million under the cap. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with uh, some of the free agents that they have coming available. Um, that's why they pay John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan the big bucks to figure that stuff out. Um, next season, Jimmy G has to earn that 28 million that he's making. He can never throw eight passes in a game again. Um, the Super Bowl loss still stings, and I feel like Richard Sherman has to go. He's a liability in man coverage, and I do not like him, period. He is overrated. He has always been overrated his whole career. Um, so I will monitor this situation very closely. Um, that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's available on YouTube. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please scroll down to the description. Click on one of the links. Rate, review, and subscribe. I really need it. I really appreciate it. And as always, go Knowles.